0: Hello and welcome everyone to our podcast series, The Spotlight. I'm your host, Friederike Schnabel. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. I'm joined by Vincent Cheniot, Head of Research at Generali Investments. Welcome, Vincent. Hello, everyone. Vincent, last time you heavily focused on rising inflation concerns. Have those concerns faded over the past months? Do you find comfort in the newfound stability of bond yields? Well, the inflation
1: news has been strong on both sides of the Atlantic, especially in the US, where the core CPI and core PCE have jumped to 3%. Not only demand is surging, but there are some troubling supply-side developments behind the rise of selected prices, such as used cars and houses. The impact of climate change on the energy supply-demand equilibrium is also a key area of research. Energy transition may imply a supply shock in the near term, and climate externalities are increasingly being charged for, which adds to the price effect. Oil prices are trading at levels unseen since 2018. Despite the inflation news, long-term inflation break have recently stabilized, and this has contributed to some stability in bond markets. Central banks are also leaning back strongly against anticipations of tapering and policy tightening. That dovish stance, as well as the economic reopening boom, is at the core of the resilience of risk assets. The boom is also reflected in intense M&A activity globally, with deals already topping 2.4 trillion in
0: 2021, uh, a year-to-date record. Quite impressive. In this context, are you concerned that important Fed and ECB meetings in June could see a subtle change of stance that would threaten the current equilibrium? Not really.
1: The, the Fed keeps banging on about the transitory nature of the inflation shock. Investors have some very relevant questions about that. But the new average inflation target buys time to the Fed. The tapering discussion is more likely to erupt once inclusive employment gains have been more substantial. The Jackson Hole virtual gathering in late August is more likely to see a subtle change of stance. The Fed will try its best to avoid a repeat of the 2013 taper tantrum, though with long-term real yields starting at such deep negative levels, it will face a difficult test. So will global markets, but that is for late summer. As for the ECB, their strategy to accelerate PPP in Q2 didn't really succeed in capping bond yields. But any pullback in bond purchases at the 10th of June meeting is likely to be small and presented as a merely technical. So the impact on bond yields may be limited. There's no question that central banks are still working hard on keeping financial conditions very easy. But it will become increasingly hard for them to dismiss the idea that the current policy stance, still exceptionally easy, will not be warranted for much longer. The bias remains towards higher yields in H2.
0: Along with higher yields, then, do you still see juice in the rotation into value in cyclical stocks, despite signs that we may be close to the cyclical peak?
1: Yes, we do, with a bias towards value still more than cyclicals. The rotation trade into value and cyclicals out of growth and defensives has not done much over the past two months, in part because defensive, like staples, have done well as volatility jumped. But we retain a preference for value, such as financials and energy, growth such as tech, and more so as real yields are likely to rise in H2. Probably Q2 will see peak economic growth. There is a slightly scary side to being at both peak growth and peak policy. However, we are against dropping a pro-risk bias too quickly. Growth will remain above potential in H2. Monetary policy remains supportive for now. And there is no fiscal cliff around the corner. Positioning and sentiment are also less extreme than in early spring. Despite the rising cost, corporate margins seem to be
0: accelerating. Vincent, to conclude, what are your key investment calls into summer?
1: We keep an underweight in government bonds and see further curve steepening ahead. In the fixed income space, we still prefer credit over govies and expect high yield to outperform investment grade, in total return terms of the coming months, we see most value in triple Bs, double Bs, and above all, AT1s and hybrids. We keep a moderate overweight in equities. We favor EU stocks and, to a lesser extent, Japan over the US. Sector-wise, we prefer financials, energy, materials, households, hardware, and software. We are also recently warmed up to EM markets, both in equities and external debt, partly because the vaccination lag and diminishing credit impulse in China are now better priced in. EM equities have lagged developed market this year and have yet to catch up with EM currency gains over the
0: past two months. Thanks a lot, Vincent for sharing these valuable insights. Thank you all for tuning in and hear you soon.